It's a blessing to be here once again. And I, wanna, um, I want to thank our, uh, um, our own pastor for this great opportunity. Please, let's put our hands together. Hallelujah. Oh, please clap your hands better. It's a blessing to stand in for him. It's a blessing. It's a heavy load. But grace is sufficient. And thank you all for coming. And I trust that God will speak to us. This evening, the theme is choose you this day whom you will serve. Choose you this day whom you will serve. You can turn to your neighbor and say, choose you this day. Please find, find your neighbor and say, choose you this day whom you will serve. Let's look at the book of Joshua chapter 24 verse 15. Joshua 24 verse 15. And, it seem, and if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood. The other side of the flood. Or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. He says that, and if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day, whom you will serve. This was what God asked them to say to his people, that choose you this day whom you serve. But at the end of the same verse, he says that, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I don't know the gods that your fathers have served, but you should say to yourself that as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Say we will serve the Lord. Say we will serve the Lord. You see, these were the people that God had caused them to see his power. God has, has shown them his, his might. He has shown them so many miracles. You know, he has, he has just shown them to, to um, um, see the Red Sea and to go through the Red Sea. And God has caused these same people to see mighty things he has done in their lives. And at the end, and God told them that, choose you this day whom you serve. Which means that God spoke to those who had known him, those who had seen him, and those who had seen him work things in their life. And those who have seen God do things for them. And God still said to them that choose you this day whom you will serve. If they knew God to this extent, and yet God could still tell them that choose you this day whom you serve. It's like someone has preached all his life. And God still comes to him and says that, choose you this day whom you serve. You have sung all your life in church and God still says that, choose you this day whom you serve. You have given offerings and you have paid your tithe. And God still comes to you and says that, choose you this day whom you serve. You have been sick in bed and God have, has brought you out of that, that bed. And he still says that, choose you this day whom you serve. Which means that God is trying to make a statement that it goes beyond what you have enjoyed and you have seen him do. It means that you can come to a point where you have seen all that God can do for you and you can turn your back on God. So he says that upon all that you have seen me do, upon all that you have enjoyed of me, choose you this day whom you will serve. They were following after God. They had heeded to the voice of God. They had heard what God had called them to do. 
And yet God still spoke to them and said that choose you this day whom you serve. As we are just about to end the year, and I trust that God will help us to choose God. God will help us to choose God. Say, God, help me to choose you. Say, God, help me to choose you. This is a, this is a serious question that God will just pose to us all. Say, choose you this day. I want to charge you that choose you this day whom you serve. Why? Because you are going to go through things that will, will steal your time, will steal your your strength will steal your passion, will steal your zeal. And God is saying that if you want to see more of me, choose you this day whom you serve. Say, choose you this day whom you serve. You see, you would always find yourself in one of these three things. And we are going to go through these three things. The first one is, it is always possible to forget God. If you want to choose God... If you want to choose to serve God, the first thing to, to know is that it is always possible to forget God. You can easily forget your God in the times in which you are in. When it looks like from all sides there is pressure. It looks like there is nothing happening. There is nothing good happening. When you try to work things out, things don't work out. So somewhere, somehow, you are under pressure to cause things to work out. It is possible to forget God. Even when you feel that things are working out, it is possible to forget God. Why? Okay, you feel that, okay, your, your, your own money can pay for something. You know, it's like when you had no bills, you had no money, and you fall sick. You trust God for healing. You trust God for healing. But when you have money, you know that you can pay for hospital bills. So in both ways, it is easy to forget God. If you want to choose you this day whom you will serve, if you want to choose God to serve God, you have to know that it is easy to forget God. Many Christians have forgotten God. Why? Because they have forgotten the person who has brought them out from where they were. You might not be where you want to be, but you are not where you were. It is a proof that God has been good. And if you don't look at that goodness, you will forget God. And you will think that he hasn't been good. The fact that you are not where you want to be doesn't mean that God has not been good. You must first look at where you are. And if it's not at the same place as where you were, God has been faithful. And you must choose not to forget God. Why? Because it is always possible to forget God. Let's look at Psalm 78, verse 10 to 11. Psalm 78, verse 10 to 11. They kept not the covenant of God and refused to walk in his law. Verse 11. And forgot his works and his wonders that he has shown them. You have seen God do some things in your life. At a point in your life, you thought that you couldn't pay for your rent. And God came through. At a point in time, you thought that you would not come out from that sick bed. And God came through. And God said that, and, and they forgot his works. They forgot his works. You can imagine someone who has gone through the, the whole Red Sea, has seen the sea being parted, and has seen the sides of the sea forming a wall. And walking on dry grounds. 
And yet God said that, and they forgot his works. If you want to choose to serve God, you must choose not to forget the works of God. If you want to say that as for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord, you must not forget the works of God. Why? Because the works of God are so many that if you forget one, you fail to see what God is about to do in your life. They forgot God. You see, don't be deceived. You can forget God. After all that you are going through, you can forget God. Some people feel that, okay, they are trusting God for some things. You see, as we are just in the last days of this month, I trust that some of us, we are still praying for some things that we have been praying for since the year began. And it is easy to forget God. But I pray that we will not forget God. I pray that we will not forget God. God has been good. And the Bible says that, and forget not all his benefits. What have you benefited from God? If I should ask you, what have you benefited from God? If you haven't benefited anything, there is one thing you have benefited. It's called the mercy of God. And the Bible says that it is new every morning. Despite the quantum of sin a man can commit, his mercies, they are renewed every morning. And that is one of the things you have benefited from God. You can't forget the things that God has done for you. But it is possible to forget. I pray that we will not forget. I say I pray that we will not forget. If people can forget God after the kind things he has done for them, people can forget you. You may have helped somebody throughout the year. And, you, and, and maybe the person might not have even picked the phone to call you and say thank you. You see how, how, how you get hurt. You see how, how you get so disappointed. And you purpose in your heart that you will not help this person again. If people can forget God, people can forget you. But I pray that you will not forget God. I say, I pray that you will not forget God. When you forget God, you turn aside to evil. When you forget God, you turn from God and you face evil. Let's look at 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 15. You can forget God and turn aside to evil. 1 Timothy 5, verse 15. For some are already turned aside after Satan. Verse 16. Okay, please let's just uh, keep to verse 15. It says that for some are already, if I should ask, how many of us have already turned aside from God by forgetting him and facing the works of the enemy? Whenever you forget God, you turn away from God. And when you turn away from God, you are face to face with the enemy. All those who are not appreciative of the things that God has done for them, they easily forget God. And the moment you forget the things that God has done for you, you turn and you are exposed to the threats of the enemy. What are you facing in life that was a result of you forgetting God? What are the things that are happening in your life by facing or by turning away from God? Why? Because you forgot God. A lot of people are seeing things going wrong in their lives, not because God did not step in, but because they forgot the same God that came through for them. I pray that you will not forget God. I said, I pray that you will not forget God. 
Do not be part of those that have turned aside to Satan. Maybe you see your friend not being appreciative of the things that God has done for him or her. But don't join the person. Be appreciative. Be full of things. And the Bible says that be anxious for nothing. But in all things, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. The moment you thank God for your request, know that God is about to do something in your life. Many people are anxious. You see, when you get anxious, you forget the works of God. When you get to the place where you think that all hope is lost, that is where you become anxious. The proof that you have forgotten the works of God is that you are anxious. That is one of the proof. When you become anxious, oh God, how can I sort this? Oh God, how can I do this? Oh God, how can I complete this thing? When you become anxious, of the things you want to achieve this year, you must know that you have forgotten God. I pray that you will not forget God. I pray that you will not forget God. And he says that by prayer with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God and the peace of God, the peace of God will come unto those who don't forget God. The peace of God. You will lay on your bed and you can't sleep. Why? Because you lack the peace of God. It is a proof that you have forgotten God. There are some people in church who have turned aside to the, to the wicked man, to the enemy. Why? Because they have forgotten God. And yet some in the church are trying to join them. They are trying to join them. I pray that you will not be part of those who have turned aside from God. To forget God is to turn aside to Satan. Choose you this day whom you will serve. If you want to choose to serve the Lord, you must choose not to forget God. Constantly, whenever you see that you are getting anxious, decide to forget not all his benefits. Decide to forget not all his benefits. What has God done for you that no man could do for you? You should look at your life and look at the things that you have, you have freely received. The things that you have been able to achieve this year that no man could have done for you. Whenever you get to that point, know that you are about to forget God and you must choose. Say, I choose. Say, I choose not to forget God. Luke chapter 9 verse 62. Luke 9 verse 62. Quickly, quickly, we have like three points more. And Jesus said unto him, No man having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom. Looking back is to go after the ways, the passions, and the last Jesus really took us from. When we say you are looking back or you are trying to forget God, you are just looking back. He says that no man having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom. When you look back, you will have forgotten God. Number two, when you look back, you are going back to the passions and the desires. People that forget God, they miss their last few years. They miss the days that, that God has brought them out from. 
It is the same power of God that brought us from the powers of darkness into his marvelous light. When you turn back from God, you are saying that you want to go back to the days that you were so passionate for the enemy. You were on fire for the enemy. You were doing things to push the work of the kingdom of, of darkness. Those who look back are those who miss their days from which God has saved them from. Are you trying to forget God? Know that you are at the brink of going back to your, your years where you used to last. A years that you had strange passions. Strange passions. Until God is in control of your passions, you have forgotten him. You can put it down. Until God is in control of your passion. And some of you are, are just smiling because you had wild passion. Wild passion. There was no party you were not the first person to enter in. In fact, you were the first person to share the flyers. Wild parties. And when you forget God, you, you turn back and you miss those days. I pray that God will help us. I said, I pray that God will help us. Remember Lot's wife. You see, when she turned back, it meant that she had a change of mind. It was the same God that went into Sodom and Gomorrah and brought Lot and his wife out of that place. God has brought you out from a place and has brought you this far. When you turn back, you have a change of heart. Until Lot had a change of heart, she wouldn't have turned back. Many of us are looking back at the years that we were once in the world. Why? Because we have a change of heart. If you want to save the Lord, if you want to choose to save the Lord, you must choose not to have a change of heart. You must decide not to have a change of heart. He said that those who put their hand in the plow, if you want to follow God, you can't turn back if you want to follow God. You must decide that those who put their hand in the plow, they can't look back because when you look back, you are not fit for the kingdom of God. She had a change of heart. How many of us are having a change of heart? You feel that God is not, is not doing what he has to do. He's not doing things fast. Like some people who, who are trusting God for the fruit of the womb. And they feel that time is going. So they have to sort things out. They have to sort things out. So let's go and check things out from the sea. <laughs> going to check things out from, from... You see, you are having a change of heart. When you put your hand in the plow, you can't look back. You can't look back. You must not have a change of heart if you want to choose to serve the Lord. Don't allow doubt which you have. You see, one thing can cause you to lose faith in God. It's called doubt. What has God said? What has God said? What has God promised you that you want to change your heart? You see, God is not a man. He will not do what he has said. Please look. Okay, watch this. God is not a man. He will not do what he has said. He has done what he has said. That is God. So if God says that he will bless you, he is not now coming to bless you. The blessings have already gone forth ahead of you. God is not a man. I pray that God will confirm his word in your life. So many people turn back. Why? Because they have doubt. Doubt. 
And Bible says that, and the word did not profit them. Why? Because they, did, they, they failed to mix it with faith. If the word comes to you, if the promise of God comes to you, and you have doubt in your heart, you have separated yourself from the performance of the word. The word of God is so potent. If God's word doesn't come to pass in your life, you can't blame God. Blame yourself. Why? Because he has done what he has said. So saying that, okay, and God spoke into my life and, and, and God sent forth his word and, and, he, and, and a word came into my life concerning a particular area of my life and having seen it come to pass, God is not a man to lie, which means that you must check what is in your heart. If you are doubting God, you will not see the things that God has for you. I pray that God will take away every doubt in our heart. In the name of Jesus. Number two. Number two. It is always possible to fail God. Say it is always possible to fail God. Say it is always possible to fail God. To fail God is to is to is to, is to um, disappoint God. You see that feeling when when uh, someone says that, I am disappointed in you. It's like, it's like you are broken. It's like this. <laughs> you are just broken. It looks in your face and, and says that, I am disappointed in you. I thought you were different. I am disappointed in you. I pray that God will not say, I'm disappointed in you. Oh, I didn't hear your loudest amen. May God not look at us and say, but as so and so, I am disappointed in you. After all that I've done for you, like the people of Israel, God has brought them out from Egypt and has caused them. You see, you can imagine walking through the Red Sea. You just imagine it. Imagine it. And the distance wasn't like from here to Estee Junction. You can you just, just check the length of the sea. Walking through it, seeing all the strange things right in the sea. And seeing that the sea has formed like a wall. And all the mighty things. And after that, he sent them to a place where he rained down, down, down fresh, fresh things. Fresh meal. In fact, imagine waking up and you see pizza falling down. Pizza. Just falling. This is for those who love pizza. But some of us. Yeah. And, and they saw all the things that God had to do. And yet, at the point where Moses went to the mountain, by the time he, he, he just came back, they had formed with the gold, the chains, the earring. Impatience can cause you to miss the mark of God. Impatience can cause you to miss the final promise of God. Impatience. Impatience. Do you think you are failing God in your life? We feel God when we become lukewarm. Say lukewarm. Say lukewarm. And cold. Say cold. And say cold. You see, when you become lukewarm and cold to the things of God, you are feeling God. And bring your mind home. Revelation chapter 3, verse 15 to 16. When you become cold and lukewarm, you are feeling God. He says that, I know thy works. That thou art neither cold or hot. 
uh, please, you can give me NIV. You can give me NIV or, uh, yes. I know your deeds that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other. Verse 16. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot or cold, I am about to spit you out of my mouth. Your passion for God will show whether you are failing God or not. Your zeal towards God, your zeal to the things of God. And Jesus says that the zeal of my father's house has consumed me. All those who don't walk in hot zeal are failing God. Until the zeal of God and the zeal of the things of God consumes you. You are walking in failing God. You are walking on the path of failing God. Your heart must pant after the things of God. If you want to choose to serve God, your heart and your desires must pant after the things of God. What are the things that make you excited? You can know whether your heart is panting after God. What are the things? When you hear the things of the world or you hear the, the things of God, what excites you? When they say that we are going on evangelism, what excites you? We are coming for, for a teaching service. We are coming for a meeting. What excites you? We are going to do something as a church. What excites you as a person? As a believer, you must be excited with the things that excite your father. And Jesus said that the zeal of the Lord of my father's house, of my father's house, those who don't do the things of God with zeal and passion are failing God. You will feel that, oh, you are being forced to do things in, in the house of God. You are failing God. If you want to choose to serve God, you can't fail God. And if you see that your passion, nothing excites you anymore. It's like, 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 like something in you has grown cold. Something in you has grown cold. In fact, you used to be very passionate, very consistent in church, very involved. When, when things are being done in church, you were very involved. And now it's like you have allowed the pre- See, the system of the world is fashioned to take your zeal and your passion out of the system of God. That is the system of the world. So it's like from left, right, center, things are bombarding you. And in the midst of it, your, your, your zeal must burn red hot for God. Failing doesn't mean an end to a story. Maybe you might feel that, okay, this year you failed to serve God well. You didn't serve God well. It's like you were passive. You were passive. You were, you were slow. But it is not the end of the story. I say it's not the end of the story. You see, every warm water can become hot. Every lukewarm person can catch fire. I pray that any lukewarm person in this house will catch the fire of the Holy Ghost. I say any lukewarm person in this house will catch the fire of the Holy Ghost. Let's look at the book of Revelation chapter 2 verse 4. Revelation chapter 2 verse 4. Wow. Yes, Revelation chapter 2 verse 4 says that yet I hold this against you. You have forsaken your first love. You have forsaken your first love. If you stop doing the things you, you want you to do for God, you have forsaken your first love. 
What were you doing when you became born again? If I should say that, okay, let me see behind those. The things that you were doing when you became born again. You see, fresh, okay, when you see, you see those who are dating fresh, you can tell. And those who have been in for long, you can tell. Those who, okay, those who are married fresh, like two months, three months, you can tell, it's like Charlie. Hey, the love is hot. The love is hot. It's like, they, won't, they are quick to show that they are married. Like something must prove that, yeah, we have changed, we have changed level. The love is always hot. But by one year, two years, the same person who was opening doors for you, say, I beg, pass the other side. <laughs> pass. We are late. We are late. You see, when love is fresh, it is hot. But to keep it hot, you must intentionally keep it hot. Your love can grow cold. But you must constantly and consciously keep it hot. That is why they say that marriage is work. Why? Because you might start with love, but when the realities of life come in, it is in to test how hot your love can be. And I pray that your love for God will be, will be hot. I pray that your love for God will be red hot. We can fail God by yielding to some of the temptations or the temptations of the devil to fall away from what we once loved. From God. To feel God means that you yield to the things that, that, that excite the enemy. You will yield to it. And, and I'm, 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 I'm so sure to come there in the next point. I don't want to jump. But to yield to the things that excite the enemy. Like displeasing God in deeds. Displeasing God in thoughts. And displeasing God in your heart. Yielding to the things that excite the enemy. Peter could have failed if Jesus had not prayed for him. Peter could have failed. Many of us have failed. Why? Because we don't constantly pray that God should keep our heart hot. He should keep your heart hot. You see why? You, okay, you, you see some people who are who were dating and are, are now uh, let's say they are now a wife and a husband or husbands and wife. And for like five years, okay, or, or like three years, you see them and there's so much tension in their midst. And a man can look in the face of the same woman, he says that, till death do as a part, I love you. And he can insult and say that, I don't know why I even married you. And that is what many of us have done. We have forgotten our first love. I'm I'm speaking to somebody. We have forgotten how we used to cry in in the process of worship. They even lift up a song. You you don't even understand and you are crying. Why? Because your love is hot. Hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You will see somebody who is just born again, dancing. Why? Because he, he remembers quickly what God has brought him from. And the experience once in the kingdom of God. Oh, he's zeal. It's zeal. It's zeal. Oh, 
he will, he will grow out of it. <laughs> you grow, I see, you don't grow out of, of love. You grow in love. Which means that your roots must go deeper. Deeper. Which means that the more you spend time with God, the more you must be emotional in his presence. When we are worshiping, how mature you are, it's not how you pocket, but how quick you can kneel down in worship. In physical or in your heart. Yeah. When you are mature, you know how to entice God. <laughs> entice him. Entice God. Your love must be hot. Say hot. And they can see someone who has been 10 years in the kingdom of God. 10 years being born again. And you are more on fire, more passionate, more zealous than someone who was just born again. You can see someone who has been married for like 40 years or 30 years and they look like they just got married. Some love keeps awakening in them. It is not by chance. It's a conscious effort to daily love somebody who you have seen their fault. I, I thought you clap your hands onto Jesus. So, I um, just chanced on a movie yesterday. It's called, Why Did I Get Married? And there was a quote in that, in that movie that says that there is the 80-20 the rule. I want to see my hands those who know the rule. The 80-20 rule. So you are with somebody and you are exposed to the 80% of that person. And because of the 20% that is not being seen, you feel that someone out there is better than what you have. So when you go out there, you go and meet that 20 but you will not meet the 80 you had that was helping you. A lot of people are with God and they feel that things are yet to be done. So when they step out of God, they'll go and meet the 20. You meet the 20, but the 80 can kill you. I pray that God will cause our heart to be firm. God will cause our zeal to be hot. Say hot. Say hot. When you are slow to enter into the, I mean, to do things for God, your love is cold. When you are slow to do things for your spouse, your love is cold. In the same way, when you are slow, when you feel that, okay, God wants me to do something for him. He's disturbing me. No, 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 no. You must beg God to give you work. Yeah, yeah. If you want to see that your heart is hot, your, your zeal is hot. If you finish one thing that God has asked you to do, I beg, ask God, is there anything you want me to do for you? God will just see that this one, now the heart is hot. The passion is hot. I pray that God will cause our heart to be hot for him. In the name of Jesus. Don't fall, don't fall right away from your love for God and his church. Your love for God is always seen in your love for his church. Your love for God. You can't love your CEO and say that you don't love the company. It is a proof that you love your CEO. When you are committed and faithful to the company, your love must be hot for the things of God. Your love. If you are really in tune with God, you will be in tune with the church. Yes. If you are in tune, if you are so in tune with God, so if you are passive in your dealings with the church, you are also passive in your dealings with God. Anybody who is active with God 
is active in the house of God. Yeah. Oh, you can clap. You can clap unto Jesus. The book of Hebrews chapter 10 verse 26. Okay. You have some few things to do. The book of Hebrews chapter 10 verse 26 to 31. Uh, this is a scripture I would have to really read. Please, you can follow me, okay? From verse 26 to 31. And I read. And if, and if we... If we um, come on, let me just confirm. Okay, 26, yeah, 31. If we deliberately keep on sinning. Okay, please give me uh, King James. Uh-huh. For if we sin willfully, say willfully, say willfully, you know that where you are going to is a sin. I say yes, I'll, I'll, I'll go. What you are going to do, you get the prompting. And the Holy Ghost will prompt. He will always convict us he will, and he will always prompt us. He doesn't only convict, he will also prompt us and caution you that my daughter, my son, where you are going to, you are going to sin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we know, and every child knows the voice of his father. But because we keep, we keep ignoring his voice, the more you ignore the voice of the Holy Ghost, the less of his voice you hear. All those who hear his voice so clearly, it's it's the proof that they, they consistently obey his voice. If you are not obeying God's voice, you won't hear his voice again. He tells you one thing, you won't do. Next thing, you won't do. The fifth time, be sure that he might just tell somebody else. Why? Because he knows that you ignore him. He said that for if we sin willfully, after that we have received the knowledge of the truth. After all the messages of holiness being preached by our pastor in this house. And we continue of the truth. There remained no sacrifice for sin. There's nothing that you can do to appease that sin when you willfully commit it. The caution has gone forth and we willfully commit it. Verse 27. But a certain fearful a certain fearful looking for of judgment and fiery indignation which shall devour the adversaries. Verse 28. He that despised despised Moses' law died without mercy under two of three witnesses. Verse 29. Of how much sorrow punishment. Suppose he... Okay, please give me NIV. The way this one is going. How much more severely do you think think a man deserves to be punished who has trampled the Son of God under his foot? Jesus. Who has has treated as an unholy thing the blood of the covenant that sanctified him and who has insulted the spirit of grace? When you willfully sin, these are the things you find yourself in. Verse 30. For we know him who said, it is mine to avenge. I will repay and again the Lord will judge his people. Verse 31. It is dreadful. It is a dreadful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. When you willfully sin, you jump into the hands of God. The same hands that must carry you when you willfully sin is the same hands that is going to be distracted. The same hands. A lot of us don't read the scripture. 
You see, these are the scriptures we need to read and know if we will take this decision never to fail willfully. You must decide never to fail willfully. It's a decision. So, you see, we can decide that we want to use the washroom right now. But I want to decide that I will go after service. And you can be in service. Even when we close, you have forgotten that you wanted to, to use the washroom. It's called the power of decision. You can decide to willfully not feel God. And God will empower you. I pray that God will empower us. I pray that God will empower us. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of God. It is the, the thing, you see, it is the, the works of the enemy and the people that causes the works of the enemy and, and, and he himself, okay, and that will fall into his hands. So if you want to fall into the hands of God, you become an enemy. It is the enemy that falls into the hands of God. It is a dreadful thing. Say it, 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 say it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of God. Second Peter 2 verse 21. Second Peter 2 verse 21. I want to read. It would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than to have known it and then to turn their backs on the sacred command that was passed on to them. It is better to have known that it is, it is a, a, a sin to displease God. It is, it is a sin to turn your back from God. It is better. But now that you know, it is more dreadful. I pray that God will help us through it. I said, I pray that God will help us through it. You can't feel God and you won't feel God. I said, you can't feel God. And you won't feel God. Let's look at the book of, of um, um, Hebrews chapter 2 verse 3. The book of Hebrews chapter 2 verse 3. I think we have quite a number of scriptures quickly. Hebrews 2 verse 3. Hebrews 2 verse 3. And it says that, how shall we escape if we ignore such a great salvation? This salvation which was first announced by the Lord was confirmed to us by those who heard it. The same cautioning, the same salvation. We have heard it, we have heard it, and those who have heard it have also announced it that it is not good to feel God. I pray that we will not feel God. I pray that we will not feel God. God wants us to move forward in our work with Him. God wants us to move forward. You are marking time. You are marking time. You are at the same place in your faith. You are at the same place. The same place in your holiness. The same place in your love. The same place. The same place. God wants us to move. Say move. All those who don't move to their next level in, in their work with God, they easily feel God. They easily feel God. You must see yourself growing. You must see yourself moving from one state to the other state. I pray that God will help you. I pray that God will help you. And the third one. Let's look at the third one. And the last one, then we pray. It is always possible to follow God. Say, it is always possible to follow God. Or say, it is possible to follow God. 
If it is possible to fail God, it is possible to follow God. We can follow God through a holy living. You can follow God through a holy living. It is them that walk in a holy life that can follow God. God is a holy God. So, so for you to follow him, you must walk in, in holiness. Let's look at the book of Leviticus 11 verse 45. Leviticus 11 verse 45. He said that I am the Lord who brought you up out of, of the land of Egypt to be your God. Therefore, be holy because I am holy. Who brought you out from the land of Egypt? Therefore, be holy. God is sending out a word. Be holy. Say be holy. Say be holy. See, it is not, it's not like, oh, please, can you be holy? <laughs> God didn't say, oh, I beg you, can you be holy? Oh, may you be holy. Or can you try to be holy? It is a command. It is not an option to be considered. It is a command to be obeyed. It's not an option to be considered. The call to a holy life is not an option. We can't say that I will, okay, I will think of, I will think of being holy. No, 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 no. You can't think of it. I'll think of it. What now? Oh, I'll think of it. And pastor will be here and say that, be holy. He'll say, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll think about it. You can't think about it. It's not an option. We can't think about it. It is a command. Every command must be obeyed. It must not be considered. It must be obeyed. It must be obeyed. God has brought us from the world into this church because he wanted to be our God. He said to, 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 uh, to his, his, his uh, sweet people that I will bring you out of Egypt. Why? Because I want to be your God. So if you want to follow me, if you have to follow me, you must live in holiness. Say live in holiness. Say live in holiness. Let's look at the next scripture. The book of um, um, 2 Corinthians chapter 7 verse 1. 2 Corinthians chapter 7 verse 1. Since we have these, these promises, dear friends, let us purify ourselves. Every prophetic word, it is is a call unto prayer and unto holiness. God has given you so many promises. He says that since we have these promises, dear friends, let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates the body and spirit. Hey. Perfecting holiness out of reverence for God. And I take it again. Since we have these promises, dear friends, let us purify ourselves. You can go and buy a new shirt. Okay? You buy a, a, fresh, a fresh white shirt. Someone say that. Uh, 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 what? What? what uh, one can never be careful unless he buys a white shirt. <laughs> this, this, this thing. See, so you find you can just buy a fresh shirt, a white shirt. And when you wear it once and you don't wash it, 
and you wear it again and you don't wash it and you wear it for five times and you fail to wash it, that white shirt will never be that white shirt again. It will change its color when it was once a white shirt. You must purify yourself from everything that contaminates the body and the spirit and your spirit, which is your heart. Having therefore these things, there is a promise that has gone ahead of us and we have to purify ourselves. Say daily. Say daily. Say daily. You can't follow God effectively if you don't take a decision to live a holy life. You must decide. Don't say that, oh, this is my weakness. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. You can't say that this is my weakness. So as for me that, in fact, God knows that this is my weakness. God says that his grace is sufficient in times of our weakness. All you have to do is to submit your weakness to the grace of God. You can't say that this is my weakness. If you want to follow God effectively, you must decide to live a holy life. The pathway to follow God is holiness. Say holiness. Say holiness. It is the pathway a man must walk in if he has to follow God. He's saying that God is going this way. He said that pick up your cross and you shall, what? The first one is what? You pick up your cross and what? Two, deny yourself and three, follow me. You pick up your cross as a Christian. Two, deny yourself which means that you must purge yourself daily. Then you can follow God. It is only those who walk in holiness, in purity of heart and mind that can follow God. I pray that God will help us to follow him in the name of Jesus. Follow after holiness. Follow after holiness. And don't heed to any message that will make you comfortable in your sin. You must know that God is holy and has called us to be holy. So anything that says that you can be comfortable in your sin is going contrary to the word of God. So we must follow after holiness. Say follow after holiness. Say follow after holiness. First Peter chapter 5 verse 8. I think in the, um, the next 10 minutes or, or less will be done. First Peter 5 verse 8. First Peter 5 verse 8. It said that be self-controlled and alert. Say self-controlled. You see, this is one of the fruits of the Spirit. Self-control. Many of us will fall into diverse temptation and sin. Why? Because we fail to have self-control. Self-control. The same things we are tempted with are the things that we love. <laughs> Let me see, Bahas, those who love, love, uh, um, this, this meal, uh, TZ. Let me see Bahas, those who love TZ. <clears throat> oh, please, let me see Bahas. I want to see Bahas, those who don't love TZ. Okay, Steve. So you said you don't love TZ. Okay. I said those who don't love TZ. Let me see Bahas. Okay, Victor. Okay, uh, Bako. There is no way somebody can put poison in TZ and hope you eat and die. But for somebody who 
even when he has eaten and full, and he sees it, and he feels that he's about to, he's now about to eat, that person can be killed easily. We are tempted by our own desire. The same things that the same things we love. That is what it is. So to be self-controlled means that to control your desire and your taste. You must have control. Tame the voice of the flesh. The voice of the flesh wants to fornicate. Speak to the voice. Like David did, that, oh my soul, rejoice and praise the Lord. He spoke to his soul. Maybe at that time his soul was down. He was sad, uh, crying. But he knew that rejoice. And David encouraged himself in the Lord. In that same way, when your flesh is, is, is trying to speak to you, that go after this, this thing. Go after this sin. You must speak to your, this sin flesh and say that you belong to God. It is the temple of God and it must be controlled to please the Lord. So it says that be self-controlled and, and be what? Alert for your enemy the um, devil. Uh, wait, please, please give me um, uh, King James. Please give me King James. Please give me King James. We're almost done. Say, so be sober and be vigilant. Yes, because your adversary, the devil, as a royal lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may what, devour. It is only in the pathway of holiness that this lion cannot find you. It's only in the pathway. You can live a holy life and not pray certain prayers. Why? Because this same lion is moving around looking for those who are outside the pathway of holiness. I pray that you will not be found. I said I pray that you will not be found. Be steadfast in following God. Be steadfast. Let's look at the book of Joshua chapter 23 verse 8. Be steadfast in following God. Be steadfast in following God. The book of Joshua 23, verse 8. Then we'll pray. But cleave, say cleave. Oh, say cleave. Let me show you what, what it means to cleave. <laughs> to cleave means that you are, you are <laughs> become one. So when, when a man wants to marry, he leaves his father and his mother and he cleaves to his wife. So they are, they are one. So cleave unto the Lord. Turn to your neighbor and say, cleave, say cleave. <laughs> Which means that grip God, like grip, grip God, grip God, grip God. But cleave unto the Lord your God as you have done unto this day, you have been a Christian, you have tried your best, but cleave, say cleave, say cleave. Don't let sin take you out from the place of God. Say cleave, say cleave. In fact, am I speaking to somebody? Cleave, say cleave. There are some people who can easily lose grip of God when, when small temptation comes. So, oh, you, 
In fact, I am using both hands to hold God. So you, I can use one hand to say when I finish, I can come back. Once one hand is still holding God. No. Use both hands to cleave onto the thing that you so love. That is God. He said, but cleave onto the Lord, your God, as you have done unto this day. Give yourself to God. Cleave unto God. And get stuck. It's like a leech. Like a leech. It gets stuck on your skin and it contacts your blood. It shows that it's stuck on you. Be stuck on, on, on your God. Be stuck to God. Be stuck to God. Let them know that whatever is happening around you, it will not lose your grip on God. You are holding God because He is faithful. He says that he, it is a faithful thing. It is a faithful thing. To, to, Hallelujah. It is a faithful saying that God is faithful. I pray that God will help us to cleave unto him. I pray that God will help us to cleave unto him. We must follow God right in perseverance. You must chase after God. There are so many things that will eat into your passion, will eat into your strength. There are things that will, will surely weigh you down. Even before you came here, something was bothering you and you had all the reason to stay at home. But you have to push, you have to persevere. If you want to please God, if you want to cleave after God, there are some things you have to deny and push through. You must push through. You must push through. If you want to cleave after God, you must push through and you must be, be strong and be firm if you want to follow God. Until you persevere in your work with God or in trying to follow God, you can easily fall off. You can easily fall off. You must hold on to God. Say hold on, on to God. Our last text then we'll pray. The book of... of um, uh, Revelation chapter 21 verse 7. The book of Revelation chapter 21 verse 7. It's our last text. And he that overcometh shall inherit all things and I will be his God and he shall be my son. Watch this. For all the things you are going through you will not receive or you will not inherit all things until you overcome. There are things that are trying to steal your, your strong love for God, but you must overcome it if you want to inherit all the things that God has promised you. You must overcome that sin if you want to inherit the promise of God. You must overcome it. You must overcome it. If that sin will always control you, you are its servant. <laughs> that sin is like a demon. It knows that, in fact, as for this son of God, as for this daughter of God, if I come to her, you watch it. She would, she would just give in. <clears throat> and he knows how to tempt us. Then when he comes, from nowhere, the same thing that we, we, we were falling to, now, this time, when this same sin comes, he will say that, no, this child has outgrown this temptation. I pray that you would outgrow every temptation of the enemy. I pray that you outgrow every temptation of the enemy. Please rise up and, and we pray. 
You can clap your hands unto Jesus. Oh, you can clap your hands unto Jesus if you were blessed. Help me to follow you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Pray, pray and say, Lord, I receive grace. I receive grace. I receive strength not to forget you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Pray and say, Lord, I choose to serve you, Lord. So help me not to fail you. In the name of Jesus. In the name Sata, say, oh God, help me, help me to follow you in the name of Jesus. Uh, throughout, throughout this process of life, uh, say, Lord, I receive grace. Wanikola uh, Papa, want to pray for the next five minutes and say, Lord, I receive the strength to follow you uh, in the name of Jesus. He said, choose through this day whom you will serve. Uh, if you want to serve God, uh, you must learn not to forget God. Uh, if you want to serve God, you must learn not to fail God. If you want to serve God, you must learn to follow God. Three minutes more. Pray and say, Lord, help me not to forget you. Help me not to fail you. Help me to follow you. He said, pick up your cross. Deny yourself and follow me. Say, Lord, help me to pick up my cross daily. Help me to, oh God. Throughout my days, throughout the days in life, Help me, God. He calls Setapa. Aleka Palabapa. For some of you, you, you Manisha, grace must come upon you. Nicola Bapa. Pray and say, Lord, I receive grace not to forget you. I receive grace not to fail you. I receive grace to follow you. If you are missing your walk with God, if you are missing your path after God, pray and say, Lord, as, as we are coming to the end of the year, I receive grace to follow you. God needs some followers. God needs some followers. God needs some people to live right. God needs some people, some people to live right. He called one minute more pray and say Lord I receive grace to live right I receive grace to live right in the name of Jesus place your right hand on your chest and say Lord give me grace to follow you give me grace to live right give me grace to live pure in the name of Jesus say I choose to live for the Lord I choose to follow God as for me and my house we shall serve the Lord say as for me and my family we shall follow God as for me and my family we will not forget God say as for me and my family we will not fail God I choose not to fail God therefore I receive grace I receive the strength of God pray and say Lord the grace to follow you 
30 seconds left. Say, Lord, the grace to follow you to the end. He says that he that will overcome shall, shall receive a strong inheritance. He said, it is he that will surely overcome. Pray and say, Lord, may I overcome. May I overcome. May I overcome. Anything that comes my way that will steal me from the path from following you. Say, God, may I overcome in the name of Jesus. You can lift up both hands. And as we pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for bringing your word unto us. I thank you, Lord, for speaking through me and for preparing the hearts to receive that which you have sent forth. I pray that, Lord, as a good ground, as a good heart, as a good soil, let your word bear fruit. Let your word grow and bear fruit. Cause us, Lord, not to forget you. Cause us, Lord, not to fail you. And cause us, Lord, to follow you. Because we choose you. We choose to serve the Lord. We choose you this day, Lord, that we will serve you. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed. And all will shout and say, Amen. You can clap your hands onto Jesus.